Well, today, as I had said, we celebrate the memorial of St. John Vianney. And St. John Vianney was uh, a parish priest in a a small little place called Ars in France. And he ministered, actually I said the 18th century, I was wrong about that, 19th century. He ministered in the 1800s. And he ministered right after the French Revolution. The French Revolution had very seriously negative consequences on the state of the church in France. Uh, and that's, uh, that's an understatement, probably the understatement of the year. Uh, pretty much Catholicism was, was wiped out in France. And it, it went through a miraculous resurrection over the course of probably 30 or 40 years. And St. John Vianney was one of the important people who helped that take place, along with many other great saints in France at that time. And uh, when St. John uh, came to his parish, when he was assigned to his parish, he he walked there on foot, and uh, he came, and the church was a very tiny church. It's still there to this day. There's a very large basilica built connecting it, but the actual original structure is still there. It's probably as big as this sanctuary here. (laughs) This tiny, tiny little church. And it was all falling apart, and it was dirty, and no one went to Mass, and no one had any faith in the town. And only about, I think, 20, 30 years later, ours became a place of pilgrimage for tens of thousands. And I'm being, I'm being uh, conservative because I don't quite recall the stat, but it could have been like hundreds of thousands of people a year would, would make a journey to ours to see... St. John Vianney, and to have their confessions heard by him. That's one of his main things that he did. Um, at some points in the year, especially in the winter time, he was in the confessional for upwards of 14 to 16 hours a day. Okay, uh, Just an amazing uh, saint. And he had the gift of um, reading souls. So he... <laughs> God gave him the knowledge of what was on people's souls. And he knew their sins before they confessed them. He knew their sins before they could even remember them. Okay, And it was like he saw straight through you, like as God sees through you. God sees you better than you see yourself. He knows you better than you know yourself. So St. John Vianney was known for having that spiritual gift. Many other miracles were done by his hand and through his ministry. And so he was just an amazing saint, a very humble guy. Um, Our readings today are, I think, very relevant to St. John Vianney. In our first passage from Jeremiah, we've got a promise that God has made to Israel of restoration. And uh, as it was in the post-French Revolution France, with the church completely devastated, and yet God was faithful to resurrect the state of the church, so also we see that, that that's how God operates, that's how he works. He takes what's fallen and what's ruined and he raises it up and he restores it. He takes that which is wounded and he heals it. That's what he does. That's how he operates towards humankind from beginning to end. Uh, And that's what he does to us as individuals as well. Okay? And he takes our hearts that have been wounded by original sin, that have been wounded by our own sins, and he heals them. He heals them. Uh, An interesting passage, uh, verse here from our first reading from Jeremiah, it says, 
talking about these days when God is going to restore Israel. He's saying, your leader will be one of your own. Okay? Your leader will be one of your own. As opposed to in the days when Jerusalem and Judea and the the people of Israel were ruled over by foreign adversaries. Okay? So the promise is that one of your own is going to be ruling over you. No longer is there going to be this extraneous, alien person ruling you. Okay? And that's what slavery is. And freedom is when one of your own leads you. Now, if we can just kind of use this as an image for what God does in our hearts, I think we'll gain a lot of insight. Okay? Our will by nature, is ordered towards that which is good. By nature, our will is ordered towards that which is good. But, because of sin, because of passions, because of bad habits, the will becomes torn away and misdirected from that which is good by, in effect, something extraneous to it alien to it. Okay? And it becomes a slave. And we are slaves. We become slaves to sin. But Jesus came and in his broken body, risen from the dead, he healed our fallen nature. Our fallen nature that was wounded, our fallen nature that was collapsed and in ruins, Through his resurrection, he restored it, he healed it. And through his grace, through prayer, through the sacraments, through our openness to his Holy Spirit, he continues this process of healing and restoration so that our will becomes reconstituted in its proper and original ordering towards the good. So therefore we become free. And we're no longer subject to passions and sins and bad habits. We're no longer slaves. We're free men and women. From the very inside out, from the center, from the depth of our being and our hearts, we're free. We see that which is good with our minds, and there's no longer this conflict within us that's dividing us against ourselves and pulling us away. We see it, we love it, and we do it. And that's what freedom is. That's the freedom that Christ came to bring us. Also, too, I mean, speaking about uh, having a leader from from one of your own, from your inside and not from the outside, St. John Vianney and how he related to the people. He was an amazing priest and a pattern for all priests. He really was one of their own. And what I mean by that is that he so deeply identified with his people. He did more penance for his penitence than they did for themselves. You see, that's how deeply he identified with them. When he saw them in this dilapidated, ruined, wounded state, his penitence, he felt more sorrow for their sins than they did for their sins. (laughs) And he did more penance for them than they even did for themselves. And he was a very, very humble guy. 
It was uh, quite amazing because his sanctity was so renowned that people actually started to paint pictures of him and create statues of him while he was still alive. <laughs> and it, there's a funny story about him walking down the streets and there was like some publicly displayed picture of him and he went up and he just slapped it down. <laughs> he like knocked it down and he made fun of himself and he's a very, very humble guy and uh, he would have died for even just one of the sinners that came to him for help. He would have died, would have shed his blood for them. So very, very real priests, one of their own, not this guy that's going to come and boss you around and be some kind of domineering tyrant and all this kind of stuff and condemn you, but rather he suffers with you and for you. You know, Jesus talks about the Pharisees. He says, he says they bind up heavy burdens, they lay them on men's shoulders, and they won't even lift up a finger to help them. So St. John Vianney was the exact opposite. Not only did he lift up a finger, he gave his whole life, totally poured out his life for everybody at an individual level. And as I said, he would have died for every, any, any penitent that had come to him. Very, very holy man. So let's, let's ask his intercession that God would give us holy priests and that we would be holy and that we would live in freedom and that Jesus would continue that wonderful work of restoration and healing in our hearts so that our wills can see the good and focus on it and do it and love it.